Hi. What's up there? Hey, what's up? It's me. It's hi. Can you see me? All right. I just got my hair cut. I know what you're thinking. What hair? Here's the here's the secret. When you start to go bald, uh, men, women, whatever. When you start to go bald, uh, don't try to hide it. The more you like, if you some people grow out the sides, it just makes you look balder than you actually are. So the key is to uh, just embrace it and just you know get rid of all of it. Just shave it on down as much as you can, and that way, uh, that way you look a lot better. You look you look a lot better. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for being here today, man. Let's talk about Milo because. It's every everywhere you go. The news today is Milo, 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 Milo. And a lot of people have written to me and they've said, hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Who the hell is Milo Yiannopoulos? <laughs> which, which is a legitimate question because not a lot of people know who he is, which is uh, which is one of the which is one of the, the things that the uh, the Democrats did poorly in this takedown of Milo. They basically just created a folk hero out of someone they were trying to destroy. And that's something that happens a lot when you look at the left and uh, and even the right, but more so the left, because I find that the left tries the tactic of destroying someone's credibility more so than the right does. And in doing so, they often just uh, they also just they often just make them legendary legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Uh, and one of the key I mean, one of the key examples of that is the current president of the United States, who on repeated attempts, Hillary Clinton, the Democratic National Convention, uh, Barack Obama tried to tear down, just making him stronger and stronger and stronger until he he came in and and had the biggest electoral victory of in history of since Reagan. The, what you know, it doesn't matter. He won, and that's all that matters. A couple things before we get into the story of Milo, and and if you're, I'll t- I'm going to tell you from beginning to end who Milo Yiannopoulos is. I'll also teach you how to pronounce his name. It is Yiannopoulos. Uh, and I'll share with you kind of what brought us to this stage, why him getting canceled from CPAC and Simon & Schuster is a bigger deal than you may even know, and uh, what he said to get canceled, also where we go from here, and how the Democrats once again have uh, have failed miserably in their task to bring somebody down. Uh, let me go. Let me start off with the, uh, the typical uh, announcements. First of all, if you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, please take a moment, please take a moment and uh, and share this uh, broadcast. If you wouldn't mind, just take a moment, please, to share this broadcast so that we can get as many people watching as possible. I know there's a lot of uh, first timers, a lot of people yesterday came in and watched for the first time. You know, the, I know that a lot of people said they had some issues with Facebook yesterday. They couldn't get on it or Facebook was blocking the signal or what have you. You know what? I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something that they're doing on purpose. I don't know if it's something that is accidental. I don't know if it's the time of day. I don't know if I'm eating up too much bandwidth. I don't know what's going on. But whatever, if you are experiencing a problem, please contact Facebook and report it so that they can stop blocking the show. Also, if you're not experiencing a problem, please share this with as many people as possible because I feel, again, like the more people that see this, uh, the better off the better off we're all going to be. All right, uh, so let's start. Here's what's happening today. Milo, oh, see, like I'm already getting complaints from people. I'm already getting complaints from people that they can't see it, that they can't see me on Facebook. Uh, and it looks like, yeah, my whole my whole Facebook page is down. I don't know if it's my internet or if it's my Facebook page, but either way, it looks like it looks like we are experiencing some troubles today. Bear with me uh, again, just so you know. Um, and I may have to switch to YouTube if these problems persist. But uh, but if you're having problems, just know this: this podcast is is reproduced and broadcast several places, not just here on Facebook for reasons such as this. But we also have it on a podcast on iTunes. You can go to iTunes. You can download the podcast. It's on Spreaker. It's on Blog Talk Radio. It's everywhere. 
wherever you want to go to listen to a podcast, you can find it there. Also, you can find this podcast on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, which I should really promote more and more because YouTube seems seems to be the more uh, consistent outlet for people to find me. And it, what I do is after this broadcast is over, I take the video, I edit it down a little bit. I just I, no, I don't really take anything out or add anything to it. I just make sure it's all clean and I put it up on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Mark K. So feel free if you can't see it on Facebook or if Facebook is being too Facebooky for you to uh, to subscribe to my YouTube channel and watch it there. And like I said, if, if I keep getting these consistent problems with Facebook, I may just have to switch to YouTube and we uh, we may have to go there for the daily broadcasts because um, you know because this is just this is it, it's getting ridiculous uh, the way Facebook is is so glitchy and or you know what and it may not be that they're glitchy it may be that they are purposely trying to uh, keep us from speaking freely. And speaking our mind, and you know, which I wouldn't put past them. In fact, I think people have already reported uh, that that happens on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm getting, look, see, here's my Facebook and I, I'm all stuck. What a horrible, look, here's the thing too. If they're going to freeze my video, could they do it on a better picture of me too? I don't know. I don't know if I like that still frame, but uh, yeah, you know what, whatever. Uh, all right, let's get into this whole thing. Let's talk Milo here. Let's talk Milo and, and, and get to the, uh, get to the bottom of this whole thing. Milo Yiannopoulos. What do you need to know about him? Here's a picture of him. Here's what he looks like. He's not American. Uh, although he is a big advocate for American free speech and he's a huge, a political figure now in America because he works for Breitbart. Officially, he is the technology editor for Breitbart, but I'll be honest with you. He pretty much is just a, uh, a, a people would call, call him an alt-right conservative firebrand. He says things that are uh, that are that are very ultra conservative. He's been he's been branded every horrible name that anyone from the alt right would be would be branded. He's gone on uh, college campus tours where he just he talks about uh, feminism and he talks about uh, Islamic terrorism and he has uh, choice words for pretty much everybody. Uh, he also, uh, what else does he do? Oh yeah. Uh, he also is a uh, social media kind of superstar on Twitter. He was one of the most popular alt-right conservatives on Twitter uh, until of course they banned him. In fact, it was during the, uh, the Republican national convention. Here I am, or here's a, a, my Snapchat rather. I was at the convention. Here's Milo. He's in the sunglasses and there's Ann Coulter. She's uh, holding the red microphone and they're having a conversation. And I, of course, was eavesdropping because that's what I do. And uh, that's one of my favorite videos, by the way. That, that, that summed up um, one of my favorite moments from the Republican National Convention in, in Cleveland, by the way, was when I caught a glimpse of Milo and Ann Coulter interviewing each other. They were having a blast. Very nice people, both of them. Uh, but anyway, this was taken, that video was taken just one day after he was banned from Twitter because Twitter said he had some very choice, uh, unflattering words for Leslie Jones from Ghostbusters, the actress. He said she looked like a dude and all these other people were retweeting it and and they called it hate speech, although I've seen way more hateful things on uh, on Twitter. Like, for example, people saying we should assassinate the president of the United States. However, their accounts don't get banned. Milo's did. And uh, I was speaking to him about this. We were talking on Snapchat and, and you know, he said he, he seemed okay with it. And by being banned from Twitter, he, all, he actually became a much bigger star than he had ever been. He was in every single uh, blog you could think of. He was in every single technology newspaper and outlet. Uh, stories were being written about him. He was interviewed by everybody in Cleveland because his conservative viewpoints and his conservative rhetoric and the things he'd been saying uh, on on Twitter got him banned while the convention was going on. It was it was great timing for him and for his brand. 
Well, uh, after that, he, he continued to grow in popularity. He started this college tour, uh, the dangerous F word tour. I'm not going to use the F word because I know that there may be some kids listening, although I don't know why. I don't know why kids listen. I don't really, I don't really, I mean, I know I'm childish and all, but it's not really like a, it's not really like a kid's show. But anyway, I don't want your, anyway, the dangerous blank tour. And he started going around on college campuses and, and you've seen the infamous Berkeley videos where uh, protesters, wasn't the first time at Berkeley, by the way, the protesters have come out for Milo. It was the first time that protesters protesters were so numerous and so destructive that they burned things and, and started destroying windows and made national press and, uh, and got national attention for the cancellation of the Milo Yiannopoulos event. I mean, Milo's events have been canceled all over the country. That was the first time they had been canceled with such violence, uh, I, guess, I guess you would say. Uh, the first time they've been canceled with such violence. Now, this past week, a couple of other things have happened. Milo has become even more famous or infamous, if you will, because that's what that's what uh, political groups do to each other. They don't just make you famous. They make you infamous. <laughs> Hence, uh, look at Anthony Weiner, uh, a prime example there. Uh, I don't know if you remember Gary Condit, but these are all infamous political figures. Well, Milo uh, has some infamy of his own. He was supposed to speak at CPAC. He was confirmed as a speaker for uh, the Conservative Pol Political Action Committee brought to you by the American Conservative Union. That is going on this coming week, not this week. Uh, well, I'm sorry, this coming weekend. As you can see, uh, it starts, I believe, Thursday, if not already. And he was confirmed as a speaker. Well, CPAC uh, got wind of some comments Milo made on a podcast years ago, uh, a couple years ago, and they didn't like it. The, the comments that he made on the podcast, it was a podcast called The Drunken Peasants. I know what you're thinking. What? There's a video. They did like a Google Hangouts thing. And in this, in this podcast for The Drunken Peasants, Milo Yiannopoulos was asked about uh, pedophilia. And he made some comments about pedophilia, some jokes about pedophilia. Uh, he made some comments about young boys and older men and how uh, it could actually be a positive thing for young boys who were unsure of their sexuality. And I, I wanted, you know, I wasn't going to play the clip because I'd have to edit a lot of it and I could pair, you know, I basically bring you up to speed. So this clip, this clip was released. I first saw it on the Twitter account of, of uh, something called the Reagan Battalion. The Reagan Battalion, which is a super conservative group, uh, not a big fan of President Trump, not a big fan of the alt-right, and certainly not a big fan of Milo Yiannopoulos being uh, asked to speak at CPAC. So they kind of went, they kind of went on a, on a tear, and they dug up a video uh, of Milo on the Drunken Peasants, and they started to broadcast it. Well, a couple of things happened. CPAC got wind of it, and they canceled Milo's appearance. They came out just uh, two days ago and they said, look, this video has been brought to our attention. A lot of our conservative brethren, including the Reagan Battalion, have said they're not comfortable with Milo, uh, with Milo speaking. Milo came out and did a huge, uh, you know, couple paragraphs on Facebook kind of uh, to explain what he was saying on this podcast. He was trying to explain away his comments and say, look, this is the context that you need to look at these comments. And this is what I was trying to say. I'm not advocating in any way, shape or form pedophilia because i mean why would you that's a, it's a horrible thing to advocate uh anyway it didn't matter they canceled milo's appearance at cpac he will not be there he was uh his his invitation was rescinded he was uninvited from the gaylord national resort which by the way 
Uh, Milo is a is a uh, is a gay man, and that's one of the ironies about him is that he's British, he's gay, and he's a huge Republican. <laughs> I don't get that, but I I find it kind of ironic that he was uh, he was uninvited from a place called the Gaylord National Resort. I may be the only one. I may be the only one. Anyway, here's the statement they released. This is the statement from CPAC. Due to the revelation of an offensive video in the past 24 hours condoning pedophilia, the American Conservative Union has decided to rescind the invitation. That was Matt Schlapp, which is uh, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very unfortunate name. I guess you could say Milo got slapped by the AC, uh, by the AC. You know, uh, these jokes are okay. A tough crowd today. Uh, slapped. Uh, he added, we realize that Mr. Yiannopoulos has responded on Facebook, but it is insufficient. It is up to him to answer the tough questions, and we urge him to immediately further address these disturbing comments. So, Milo out at CPAC. Also out in the general sense of the word, uh, as we all know it. But that's not even where it ends. So now, Milo's been banned from Twitter. Milo's uh, Milo's uh, college campus tour in Berkeley was canceled amid these horrible uh, these horrible uh, violent protests where people are burning things and smashing windows. And then after this happened, Simon and Schuster he had a book coming out by the way. This book called Dangerous Milo Yiannopoulos. There he is. And this book was set to come out in March after the Berkeley riots. He went to his publisher, Simon and Schuster and said, Hey, can we push this back? Cause I want to do a, a whole chapter or a whole section on the, uh, on the riots at Berkeley and, and how the left has shut me down at college campuses and what it means for freedom of speech and yada, yada, yada. So Simon and Schuster, Sh- Sh- that's tough to say, huh? Simon and Schuster said, sure. Simon and Schuster said, sure. And they pushed the book back from May or I'm sorry, from March to June. And it was, I mean, it sat atop the bestseller list. I was looking at it a couple days before uh, this whole thing happened. And it was, the hardback version was number one bestseller. The audio version was also a number one bestseller. And the Kindle version was also a number one bestseller. And none of these, I mean, the book's not even out yet. We're still a couple months away from publication and all these things were sitting atop the bestseller list because that's the kind of, that's the kind of alt-right folk hero that Milo Yiannopoulos has become. Well, as you might imagine, uh, the Simon and Schuster people were not happy with Milo's statements either, and they pulled the plug on his book. Here it is from Publishers Weekly. Simon and Schuster cancels Milo Yiannopoulos' book. A brief statement released by the company read, after careful consideration, Simon and Schuster and its Threshold Editions imprint have canceled publication of Dangerous by Milo Yiannopoulos. And sure enough, if you go on Amazon and you try to buy any of these books, if you try to buy the hardcover edition or the Kindle edition or the spoken word audio book edition, any of them, they are no longer available. This was a number. This book was a number one bestseller before it even hit the streets. You couldn't even get it, and people were buying it. Uh, you know, I mean, which is amazing. I I can't even sell stuff that exists. And here's Milo selling something that doesn't even exist. And they keep they kept pushing it back because he wanted to add more and more to it. Anyway, so this book is gone. His CPAC thing is gone. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with his college tour. Breitbart, who is his employer, because again, we mentioned he's the technology editor for Breitbart, uh, has also considered dumping him as well. 
because of all these comments. And the people at the Reagan Battalion on Twitter, they're just overjoyed, man. They are ecstatic. They really hate this guy. They don't like that he's a conservative voice. They don't like that he speaks for the right. They certainly don't want him anywhere near CPAC. And they're getting their wish. It's, you know, it's like it's this infighting in the Republican Party. You don't, it's not just enough that you have all these Republicans, uh, but now they're, now they're fighting with each other and they're attacking each other. And it, it's kind of like what you see with Congress and Donald Trump, whereas the Reagan battalion is Congress uh, and, and, and John McCain and everybody else. And Milo represents uh, Donald Trump in this whole scenario. So, so that's kind of where we are. That's, that's the latest and the greatest. But here's what people aren't telling you, okay? Here's what people aren't telling you. Number one, I guess what the people who were trying to shut Milo down, and it was either it was either someone on the left or someone on the right. Clearly, this clearly this Reagan battalion had something to do with it. Uh, clearly, there are people who consider themselves to be conservative and don't consider Milo Yiannopoulos to be conservative, and they didn't like him being uh, being touted by CPAC and Simon and Schuster as such. Clearly, there are factions at play here that uh, that had it in for Milo, and what they did was they searched and searched the internet. And they scoured these videos and they looked and watched and listened for something horrible, something that could be misrepresented or misconstrued, something that could be taken out of context, something that could make other people totally disgusted, offended, or just totally, you know, pissed off by Milo Yiannopoulos. And that's exactly what they did. There are people out there whose job it is, or I don't even know if it's a job at this point or if it's a hobby, but there are people out there whose job it is to watch and listen to countless hours of videos and read uh, old tweets and read old books and blog posts and find anything at all that is even slightly controversial. They're supposed to be able to pinpoint these comments and then they take them. Could be from a comedy routine, could be from an interview. Think back, if you will, to the election. Think back, if you will, to the Access Hollywood bus with Billy Bush and Donald Trump. Do you know how many hours of footage Access Access Hollywood has been on since, I think, the invention of the television? I think they invented TV. I think they had the newscast, like the Ed Sullivan show, and then Access Hollywood. So this show has been on for decades, and it's every night. And there is just countless amounts of... In, uh, there's just countless amounts of video that they've been uh, that they've been recording and editing, and somebody had to sit there and go through all this stuff. Somebody's job was to go through God knows how many days worth of footage, trying to find something that would be that would be scandalous and bring down Donald Trump in the midst of his presidency. And they found something pretty good. Don't get me wrong; they found a juicy tidbit. You know, that whole, I listened to that audio over and over and over again. And anyone else, probably that would have been the end of their political career. However, Donald Trump, the real Teflon president, move aside Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, the real Teflon president, it just slid right off of him. It was locker room talk. Let's all go to the polls and let's win in a land in the biggest electoral victory since Reagan. Boom. Thank you, Access Hollywood. That's exactly what happened. But somebody sat there and did their job. They found the more. What a, I can't decide if this is a great job or a horrible job. I think it sounds like it's a great job. You know, yeah, here, sit down, grab a cup of coffee and watch TV all day. I mean, who wouldn't want that job? It's like Rush Limbaugh 
Uh, we talked about Rush yesterday. He always alludes to the fact that Media Matters and some of these other media watchdog organizations who hate Republicans and hate talk radio, they pay people to sit in a room every day and listen to talk radio. And they listen to Rush and they listen to Hannity. And I'm sure they listen to Glenn Beck. Although you, I mean, even if you paid me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, they listen to, they listen to Herman Cain. They listen to all these shows and their job is to just go like this. And if they find something that is, that is, that is just, you know, horrible or, or slightly controversial or that they think would offend a large portion of the population, even if it's taken out of context, they write it down and they clip it and they run with it. There's a whole organization, the Parents Television uh, Council on, or Parents Council on Television something or other. And I knew a girl who worked there and her job, she was a volunteer, I think, or was she paid? Maybe she was paid part-time. And they would send her a stack of like DVDs. This is how long ago this was. They would send her a stack of DVDs and her job was to go home, watch the DVDs and rate all of the shows. And if any of the shows were too hot for TV, she told them and then they complained to the FCC and they got these shows taken off of... uh, taken off the air. This is how, this is what some people do for a job. Now I listen to Rush Limbaugh for fun. I don't actually, I, I wish I could get paid to do it. You know, I listen to Herman Cain just cause I like the show. And also sometimes I host it and I, especially I listen closer to the days uh, that I host it because, well, I mean, I can't, I can't help it. Uh, but anyway, so that, that's kind of what's going on. You've got, you've got these Democrats and you've got these, these uh, conservative Republicans in the, in the uh, Reagan battalion and they're out to get Milo. They're out to get him canceled. And they, and they succeeded because they dug up this tidbit. But what they don't realize is, in doing so, they have created a monster. Because Milo Yiannopoulos was never the number one top story on the Drudge Report. Milo Yiannopoulos was never the top headline on the Washington Post or the New York Times or People Magazine. Milo Yiannopoulos was a political star, meaning... If you didn't follow politics, you probably didn't know who he was. If you didn't follow uh, him on Twitter, well, not on Twitter because he's not there anymore. If you didn't follow him on Facebook, you probably had no idea who Milo Yiannopoulos was. You had to really have known him to know him. But now you don't have to know him to know him. Because if you go on Facebook, he's the number one trending topic. If you can get on freaking Facebook, which I never can. If you go on Twitter, he's the number one uh, trending topic. If you go anywhere... All you see is Milo, 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 Milo. Milo's book, canceled. Milo's appearance at CPAC, canceled. Milo is this horrible person, canceled, canceled, canceled. Evil, evil, evil. Bad, bad, bad. What? And Milo Yiannopoulos is now a household name. A very difficult name to spell, but still a household name nonetheless. And it's all because the people that tried to tear him down have, have done the opposite. They've had the opposite effect. They have just built this legendary folk hero. And his book will get published, not by Simon & Schuster. What's going to happen is Milo will probably self-publish his book because that's really not hard to do. Anyone with an Amazon, if you have an email and a bank account, you can self-publish your book on Amazon or any number of other places. It's really not, not that tough at all. And what's going to happen is now the money that Milo was going to have to split with a publisher, he's going to keep. And not only is he going to keep it, but he's going to get more of it because he's going to sell more books to more people because now more people know about him because everybody's splashing his name on the front page of their blog, website, TV show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They've, it, it's the PewDiePie effect. PewDiePie, as we discussed the other day, got dumped by Disney. 
He got dumped by YouTube's red channel and he got dumped by the Google preferred ad network. And what's happening? Are his videos getting fewer views? No, he's just getting more of the money. Is he still not getting offers? No, he's just getting more offers from people that don't care what he does and says, and probably uh, he'll get more uh, uh, more revenue from those offers because he's not sharing a percentage with Google or Disney or YouTube. You're giving people free publicity and more money, and nothing is gonna if you want if you want to stop somebody. If you want to stop Donald Trump, and this is something that, that, that the mainstream media never learned. If you want to stop somebody, you ignore them. You take away their money and you ignore them. If somebody wants to be rich and famous, take away their money. Ignore them. Don't make them a folk hero. Don't make them the number one news uh, headline. Don't make them desired by every TV show and radio show and publication in the world. Make them irrelevant. Get the spotlight off of them. Get the spotlight off of that person. Make them totally insignificant. Make them a second thought. Make them not even, not, not even infamous, but just regular. If you have no... Infamy is the same as, as, as fame. If you have fame or infamy, it doesn't matter. People still know who you are. In this day and age, it doesn't matter. We're so divided that one person that we think is infamous, someone else thinks is famous and vice versa. Hillary Clinton, perfect example. Everybody on the right would say she's infamous. Everyone else on the right would say she's famous. She's a rock star. Barack Obama came out on stage. He was a rock star. Rock star. He was on Jimmy Fallon, rock star. Jimmy Kimmel, they loved him. Audiences ate up. He was famous. You go to CPAC or you go to a Donald Trump rally and say the name Barack Obama, boo, boo. He's infamous. It doesn't matter. They are one and the same. The opposite of fame is not infamy. It's irrelevance. So next time, Reagan Battalion or whoever else, next time you want to make somebody pay, you want to make them suffer, don't shine the spotlight on them. Turn it off. Oh, I should put the number up, by the way, so you can, people can call if you want to. Uh, 844-436-6275 is the phone number. That's 844-436-MARK, 844 436 uh, six, two, seven, five. If you want to call up and look, and again, I, here's the thing I should point out. I'm not saying Milo Yiannopoulos is right in anything that he said. I heard what he said. It's pretty gross. If you take it out of context, uh, you know, he was trying to make a joke. Not a lot of people's brand of humor. Uh, the podcast itself was very difficult to listen to the drunken peasants. I wasn't sure uh, there were too many people talking and I wasn't e exactly sure what they were saying. But you know, the fact of the matter is we do have free speech still in this country and Milo Yiannopoulos can say whatever he wants. Now, Simon and Schuster can cancel his book and CPAC can uninvite him from the Gaylord Center, which still cracks me up. Uh, but that's, you know, but that's good. That's what's going to happen. These things can happen. Everybody has the freedom of speech. And that's all you're seeing here. Freedom of speech over and over and over again. And don't think, don't think that Milo's going to have any problems. He's not at all. He will just, he will ride this one. I mean, look, look at this dude. You think this guy, you think this guy cares what anybody thinks about him? Where is it? Look at this. Like, you think this guy cares that he doesn't have a book deal from Simon and Schuster or that he's not talking uh, to a bunch of, you know, stodgy old Republicans at CPAC? Oh, speaking of CPAC, speaking of CPAC. All right. So Milo will not be speaking at CPAC. Cancel. But you know who is? Uh, Dana Lash. Dana Lash is speaking at CPAC. Now, why do you care? 
Great question. First of all, she's a great speaker. Second of all, she hosts a show called The Dana Show. And on Thursday, she won't be able to host The Dana Show because she will be speaking at the aforementioned uh, Conservative Political Action uh, Committee meeting brought to you by the ACU. So who is going to be hosting The Dana Show nationwide on Thursday? Yes, that's correct. Me. If you listen to The Dana Show, if you stream it anywhere live, uh, I'll be filling in for her 1 to 4 Eastern. But I know that depending on where you are in this country, it may be on at a different time. It may be on at like 2 to 6 or whatever. I think some people play it later at night. It doesn't matter. Find The Dana Show. Find the local listings and uh, and make sure that you listen on Thursday because I'll be filling in for Dana Lash. She's going to be at CPAC talking about like guns and uh and shooting guns and thing because that's like her big thing. Uh, that's yeah, love Dana. Great, love Dana. She's uh, I do too, I do too, and uh, and I appreciate her giving me the opportunity to uh, to host her show. Uh, second time I've done it actually too, which is great. The second time, fun fact here. This is just a total total aside. The second time you host someone's show is a lot better than the first time because the second time they ask you to host their show, it means you didn't screw up too badly the first time. Like, like when I, you know, the first time I filled in for Herman Cain, I thought to myself, well, this is nerve wracking. And I got off the air and I thought to myself, okay, how'd I do? And people will tell you, oh, you did great. And people will, you know, my mother sex me going, oh, honey, you sounded great. And people will call in and say, I, I heard you on Herman Cain. Wow. Big league, whatever. But it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks when they call you and say, hey, can you fill in for Herman Cain again? Then, you know. Then you've sealed the deal. Then you know you did something right. You did something that did not suck. And you didn't do anything to spoil or bastardize the Herman Cain brand. So this is my second time filling in for Dana. And again, when they come to you and ask you to fill in again, you know you know uh, that you did something right the first time. Uh, I will still be doing the podcast. I will still be doing the video. It will be uh, 12 o'clock per use. And then 1 o'clock. I'm going to do it from right here. That's the other thing. I have the power. I have all the capability. I, one day I'll show you what like the inner workings. All you see is uh, you see the microphone, right? And you see the wall behind me. But there's a whole there's a whole buttload of stuff going on that you don't even see. But it gives me the uh, the uh, capability and it gives me the awesome power to broadcast to hundreds of thousands of radio stations across the country, uh, right? You know, next to my bedroom. And if I need a cup of coffee, there's a Keurig in the kitchen, and I can go poop in the toilet right next door. And uh, and it's my toilet, so. You know, it's uh, that is probably TMI, TMI. Anyway, all right. Well, this was fun. Listen, we're going to follow this Milo story carefully because like I said, it's probably not going to be the end of him. And if you have any other questions about who Milo is or what he's about, definitely give me a call. Uh, but just know that you, this is not the, uh, the end of Milo. It's probably just, it's probably just the beginning. What they're doing. And one more thing on this too, because it, it does remind me more and more of this whole PewDiePie thing. Milo Yiannopoulos you can't, it's basically old school media again versus new school media. Nothing is older. Nothing is older in this country than the book publishing industry. The people who publish books, first of all, books, WTF, man. I mean, come on, come on with the books already. But, uh, but books are one of the oldest ways uh, of communicating. It's one of the oldest medium. It's one of the oldest ways to distribute information. It's also these days, one of the least popular and one of the least lucrative. It's also one of the most expensive and also one of the most ridiculous because the, the, the amount of time it takes for you to write a proposal, seek out a publisher, seek out an agent, get the book deal signed, 
get assigned an editor, write the thing, have it edited, have the book, prob- uh, you know, title, but it takes years. So something that we're talking about right now, by the time your book comes out is totes irrelevant. All right. No one's going to, no one's going to care about that subject anymore. The, the immediacy needs to be there. And that's why blogs and, and these videos that I make every day and podcasts and even radio, that's why radio is still one of the dominant mediums and television, because you do have that instantaneous, um, you know, feel to it. You can get on the air and you can report something immediately. You can turn on the camera and be on Facebook or YouTube or Snapchat or Twitter immediately and get the information out there. That's why the this this book publishing industry, it's becoming so irrelevant. I could sit here and type out a book and put and publish it myself and probably make just as much money as Milo got for he only got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for his for his advance. And I know what you're thinking, only $250,000? Folks, that's not a lot for a book that's going to sell as many copies. But it's like the record industry. You always hear these stories about uh, musicians who sign with a record label and they have a hit record. They've got a platinum record, number one on the charts, number one top selling album. And they're broke. And they're still, I just watched the new edition story. They can't buy their mom a house. You know, they can't pay their bills. They're touring constantly. Where's the money going? Because there's so many people involved in the process that the money is is being is being eaten up before they even get before they even make a dime. Book publishing is the same exact way. So Milo, what's going to happen to him is he's going to publish his book on his own, make a crap ton more money, and and you know he'll I get, I don't I don't think Breitbart's going to let him go at all. Uh, but I think, like I said, he'll just be fine. The thing about the thing that's great about YouTube and Facebook and the, and these other institutions is that we now have direct access from creator to audience like you and me, you know, there's nobody in between. I turned on the camera, I hit broadcast, you hit watch and the rest is, and we're connected. We're con- and I can sit here and I can talk to you about whatever, and I can tell you I'm filling in for Dana Lash and I can remind you to get your fake news tea. You are fake news. The immortal uh, words of Donald Trump. He first called out CNN for being fake news. He did it again at his press conference last week. Now you can get the You Are Fake News tea. It's easy to do. In fact, I'm going to put it up in the comments section. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can uh, go ahead and click in the description. There's a link there. Thank you so much for watching today. Don't forget to share this again. Don't forget to uh, download the podcast if you had any interruptions. Go to the YouTube channel too because the YouTube channel, there's never any interruptions whatsoever. It's great. In many ways, it's, it's much better than, uh, you know, than the Facebook. You are fake news. All right, I'm going to pin this at the top if anyone wants one. Just a couple days left. Thanks so much for watching, and, uh, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.